You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Tennessee, a 31 to 14 winner over Clemson in the Capital One Orange Bowl, securing its first 11 win season since 2001. I'm Eric Kane, Austin Price, Brent Hubs. You're on your VolQuest mini podcast following Tennessee's win over Clemson in the Orange Bowl. Uh, Joe Milton was great. We can talk about him in a moment, but I think the story of this game, Brent, is, is the defense. I mean, Tennessee gave up a lot of yards, but it bowed its back. It came with the, it carried that hit stick all game long. Was great on third downs, and uh, I mean, it, it allowed only 14 points, one touchdown, a couple of field goals. What an effort from Tim Banks's group and uh, allowing only 14 points on Clemson. Yeah, I think it's. The, I think the story is the effort of Tennessee's defense following the South Carolina debacle, right? I mean, they were bad. They were extremely bad that night, and, and everybody's tried to figure out why, and they've come up with every conspiracy theory under the sun. We'll never know exactly what happened that night and why Tennessee played bad, but look what Tennessee's done since then. Look at the improvement that they made. They shut out Vanderbilt. Yeah, Vanderbilt's not very good. You still pitched the shutout. Uh, you didn't hang your head after the South Carolina game. You go take care of business there. You get this matchup and a chance to be on the national stage, and you, you, you carried the mail. I mean, you know, yeah, they drove the football. They got yards, Austin, but Tennessee got the stops that they needed. The front four showed up. Clemson's got deficiencies and all those types of things. Whatever. They're the ACC champion. Right, they felt like they had found their offense. Oh yeah, and, and Tennessee showed them that they hadn't found their offense because they got off the field in a timely manner. Was it beautiful? No, it's a little bit of an NFL bend but don't break type deal. But to their credit, they knocked that quarterback around all night long, and, and Tennessee's defense, I thought, played well. And hats off to Tim Banks and kind of what they have fixed here in the last eight quarters of football they played. Yeah, hundred percent. Like again, they they. Since Hype and Tim Banks have arrived, they've always played kind of the bend, don't break. Like, they, they bring pressure a lot. They're going to give up some yards. But tonight, I thought they were extra special in bending and not breaking. I mean, like you pointed out after the game, I mean, seven trips in the, inside Tennessee's territory in the first half. <laughs> seven for seven. And, and they only had three points. Yeah. And, you know, three missed field goals. They faked a field goal and they didn't get it. And, um, you know, but Tennessee just found ways to get pressure. I mean, they had Klubnik running, backpedaling, throwing off his back foot. How many times did he throw it out of bounds? Like this long 30-yard ball that went deep into the Miami Hard Rock Stadium skyline that, that, that <laughs> took forever to land. I mean, you know, um, they might have got an extra possession had he not threw all those balls like that. I mean, it took forever. Um, but, I mean, like, that was, like, routine all night long. Aaron Beasley was special tonight. Again, he's not played a ton of football at linebacker, and he's only getting better. He's gotten better over, over the course of the season. He's been Tennessee's best linebacker. <clears throat> all year. At, well, at periodic times. Banks had some moments, right? Like, And, and Banks, thrill a minute. But as far as discipline, it's been it's – been, you know, Aaron Beasley. Yeah. As far as learning how to play the linebacker position, king on your reads, attacking, going, running the aisle way down, down, you know, all that type of stuff. 
I, I think it's been Aaron Beasley, and something that Jeremy Banks has always done well is blitz. Aaron Beasley's a good blitzer. I mean, he had a couple of sacks there in the yeah. first half blitzing. So is Wesley Walker, by the way. Yeah, we, we knew <laughs> that. That's where he... Tennessee's first sack of the season was at Pittsburgh, and it was Wesley Walker from the star. Nonetheless, um, Aaron, like you said, I mean, I thought Aaron Beasley was fantastic, Brent. Um, he's coming back next year. That's going to be huge. But he was phenomenal in this game. 12 tackles, four TFLs, and two sacks. Uh, he, he had himself a game. Yeah, he did. He played, played well. And, again, Tennessee made mistakes, right? Three pass interference penalties, you know, but they didn't hang their head, as Tim Banks said after the game. He said, you know, the thing I like about my group is – they just don't hang their head. You line up and play the next play. You know, you're going to give up some plays. They play the ball. That, that, they wouldn't have had those penalties. Yeah, he, you know, you I make, know. You make mistake, You make mistakes and you live and, and, and go play the next play. So guess what? Because they didn't hang their head, when they had to make a play, when Clemson had a little momentum, Danico Slaughter plays it perfectly. He's in phase. He plays the ball. He bats it away. Mm-hmm. I like you know, him and, and it's you know he, play, he played really well. So, um, look, we've talked about it all week long, and, and I've written about it, and I'm going to write about it some more. A bowl game's a one-off, yeah. okay? So everybody's going to talk about, you know, what it means to go moving forward. Joe's the guy, and, you know, this defense, this, whatever. It's a one-off game. But it was a one-off game that completed a season nobody expected, and that's what you should take away from it. Hats off to Tennessee's defense for the way they played, and Tennessee found enough offense. They, they found enough stops on defense, um, and just – I thought they just they gutted a game. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It was a little bit like the Pittsburgh game, just that they just gutted and found a way to win. And um, I think that says a lot about what Josh Heupel and his program has going right now. And, Austin, I agree with you, too, uh, what you just said a moment ago about Danigo Slaughter. I've been saying this for weeks. I like him at corner. I do. I, I just think he brings something well, that the position doesn't have. How much can he improve? He was learning on the fly this year. Yeah. How much can he improve with a full spring, providing you don't have to have any cleanups? And he still doesn't. He still does things that none of the other guys do. Yeah, I just love how physically he plays. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they miss Alante Taylor. Alante Taylor was a really good physical player. Mm-hmm. They didn't really have that with any of those guys this year. I, I, I just, I, I keep saying it. I get it. They won tonight with you know. They can get more athletic. They can get better. Mm-hmm. I mean, hype described. He 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 used the words "freaky bright future" for the team talking to the media after the game, and I think that's right. As long as they'll commit to play, how much did we see Elijah Herring tonight? How much did we see Josh Josephs tonight? How much did we see? Obviously, Squirrel White was Tyree forced West. to play. Tyree West. A year from now, they've got to get J- James Pierce involved. He's hell on wheels, like when he plays. They've got to kind of harness him and get him out there. These freshmen that they have coming in, I'm not saying they've got to come in here and play a bunch of freshmen next year, but I think the more you can work those guys in and let them bloom and blossom, the better. They did a better job this year of spelling guys in blowouts. A year ago, as we all pointed out at Missouri, they didn't rotate anybody in when they were up 40 points. They did a better job of that this year. Were they perfect? No, but they still played a lot more uh, young players in those situations, and I think that's how you build the depth. And you know, I I don't think they blinked tonight when Jordan Thomas had to come in the game if McDonald hadn't come out. Understanding that this is a one-off, it was a good one-off. Tennessee won the game, of course. Joe Milton, um, I think he left a lot out there, but at the end of the day, look down at the stat sheet. I mean, he threw for three touchdowns. He um, threw for 251 yards. In his throws, the deep ball, the last one, was absolutely gorgeous. 
the one that brew McCoy in the back of the end zone was a piss missile. Um, what a throw! And, and he was about to get sacked. I'm, I'm talking about the right one, right? I, I believe that was Brew McCoy. Anyway, um, I thought he looked good at times. He took a sack that was on him. He went the wrong way one time. There was a couple times where he should have ran all that type of stuff. But uh, Joe Milton, who knows the offense, who's no stranger to the spotlight, he's been a starter before. Brent Hubs, I thought Joe Milton played well tonight. I thought he was terrific tonight. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm not going to nitpick him on taking a sack because I watched Hendon Hooker hold the ball too long and take some sacks. Yep. You know, at times this season, they busted some plays. Joe's not the runner Hendon is. It's a different style. So if you're going to run him, you got to run him differently than you run Hendon Hooker. Um, but here's the thing that, that I wanted to see out of Joe Milton tonight. Joe Milton never had an uh-oh moment. Mm-hmm. Okay, Did he make mistakes? Yes. But he never took a mistake and compounded it into a real uh-oh moment. Okay, there was not. I mean, there was one ball that bounced off a receiver's hands that was nearly intercepted. But other than that, he he took care of the ball. You know, the moment wasn't too big. He had patience. He didn't force the ball into bad situations. Um, you know, I, I thought I thought he played. He played a lot. He played a good bit better, Austin, than I anticipated him playing. Okay, because we you and I talked about it. If Tennessee's going to win, Joe Milton's got to play really well. He played. Plenty well enough for Tennessee to win tonight. I was impressed with Joe Bent. Maybe my expectations were too low coming in. Well, I liked what I saw out of Joe. I, I wasn't expecting much, Austin, from well, Joe Bent. I'm going to be honest with you. I was expecting him to do what he did if they called the game that way. Like, But I just felt like they'd get in there and he just falls in love with the deep ball. They didn't do that. They barely. I mean, when was the first deep shot they took? Was it the squirrel that got him down to the two? That was like the first really deep ball they yep. took. Mm-hmm. Now, they took a few more. Ramel had one that almost he caught, and D- DB kind of had a nice play there, whatever, um, was in the was kind of in the way. They obviously hit that one after they cut it to 21-14. I thought that was the best throw he made because Ramel had his guy beat deep by a couple yards, and he didn't overthrow him. He didn't really underthrow him. I mean, it was by the hair of a skinny, you know, Chinny chin chin. Yeah, by the hair of chinny chin chin was maybe a fraction underthrown, but it was like the perfect like this layup pass. Like I mean, I, I, it was a, a year ra- ago. It was a, routes versus air. He threw it routes but versus air. But a year ago, he doesn't make that throw. Oh, no, absolutely. And, it, I mean, how many times did he have that same situation against Pittsburgh last year? You know, and, and didn't make that toss. Yeah, well, and we all know he's gotten better. Okay, we've watched it this year. Blowout wins when they've had opportunity. He he does things better. I wondered how he could manage four quarters under pressure. Mm-hmm. Okay, when, when the game, when, when I say under pressure, him getting knocked around, blitzes coming in, but also the game on the line. Mm-hmm. Okay, Vanderbilt wasn't going to beat Tennessee. It's pretty obvious, pretty early in that game, they weren't going to win the game. Really, Joe didn't have any pressure on him in that game. This was a game, I mean, it's 14 6, right? In, in the second half, I mean, it's 14 8. Yeah. I mean, you, you got to go, you got to go, you know, and. Um, he went and made the plays that he needed to make. On the, the deep ball to Keaton for a touchdown, the best throw he made on the drive was the third down conversion prior to, yeah, to that one. To yep. Keaton. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was the better throw than on, the than – On the, third and nine. Yeah, that was yeah. a much better play than the, the the deep ball for the touchdown, which was a, a layup. So I, I liked what Joe Milton did. I, I thought he played I thought he played well. Um, I thought he did what he needed to do. The slot receiver – if you're a slot receiver and if you're a high school football player – Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th 
Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. If you're a transfer receiver and you can play in the slot, you should be hitching a ride. You should have your thumb out right now with an orange in your hand hitching a ride to Tennessee because that position is going to put up so many yards and be so productive in this offense. It doesn't matter who they put out there. It is. Dante, you know, Dante Thornton will be here next week for a visit. You know, I'm interested to see what they, you know, it, you know, what they do with, you know, potentially John Campbell, the Miami offensive tackle. You know, he's supposed to be in here next week. Um, you know, to me, those are two key spots. I'm just talking about the slot receiving. No, no, I know. it's so productive. It, I mean, it, just it is. But, again, I think it all boils down to protecting. Tennessee, for the most part tonight, was able to protect. I guess I still think very talented Clemson defensive line. Um, you know, they're going to miss Darnell Wright. Mm-hmm. And, and they've got to figure out a way to, 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 right. to, 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 to kind of sure that up. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, the receivers, why would you not? I mean, like, they just – it the way they use them, you're right, the slot guy is good. But, I mean, dude, Ramel, Brew – I mean, like when when they really kind of fixate on one or two guys, like they, you know, they they can get them the ball. And Squirrel White's going to be a better football player than I thought he was going to be. I wasn't sure he was going to be big enough. Yeah. he's going to be Dude, fine. I, there was one play fine. he caught about a well, it probably was actually behind the line of scrimmage, and Brew kind of missed his block, and he kind of powered through and took what should have been maybe a one yard loss, and it ended up being a two three yard gain. I thought I was like, that's the kind of play. Because you're right. I mean, like, he's got to prove he's big enough. I, I, that was a really tough, hard-nosed play. I mean, when you show up on campus weighing 150 pounds, I mean, that's not – and, again, he's, he's not weighing much more than that, but still, like, it's easy to think. I think Clemson's front seven is so good. Miles Murphy wasn't there tonight. Trenton Simpson wasn't there tonight. There's still four or five NFL draft players like right, right there in the play tonight. They're good. I mean, they are good. They're really good at linebacker, too. Yeah. The Trotter kid's Trotter kid's great. He's terrific. Tennessee couldn't run the football for the most part tonight. It was it was a challenge. Jalen Wright had over 80 yards, and he, then late in the game, they went away from him. I was like, Jalen Wright had that one I, I don't of, understand the running back rotation at times, but, I mean, that's just me. Like, I feel like he finally gets in a little bit of a rhythm, then they take him out. I, think, I thought they took him out. I didn't interrupt you. I thought they took him out with six minutes to play and, and the possession lead it had to ensure they didn't fumble the football. Ball security. I, I think there was more comfort with Jabari Small because all, all they were doing was trying to bleed clock there because they ran it three times and punted it back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? They were looking for a first down. They weren't super aggressive there. He almost got into a little bit of that Florida. Let, let you he talk did. about that. Yeah. Right? He did. I, I now, agree with you. Now, the like. next possession he threw for a first down, got in field goal range and kicked it. But yeah. on that particular possession, I thought they went to Jabari Small for protection. And, for again, ball, and, and it's probably, you're probably right, but at the end of the day, like you know, that's something Jabari's got, or not Jabari, but Jalen's got to get past and prove he can handle those things. Because what you do for a couple of games early, now you haven't had really fumbled the ball in several games, but again, once you establish your reputation, it's you've got to try to overcome well, it. How are you going to lose the game? Turnover. Yeah. yeah. So you're avoiding the turnover. That's yeah. why they didn't let Joe throw it right there. They they were going to try to just. Hammer it, make them burn the timeouts. They almost they got did enough with Joe in the legs tonight on just basically like single wings. Mm-hmm. That you know, and, and those were designed runs for him. Yeah. They called those. Now you 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 did a little bit for Hendon, but Hendon a, a lot of times made that on his own. Um, I, I like Joe in the design runs. I do, but it was hard for Tennessee to run the football tonight. Jalen Rye had that one run of forty two yards, which looked good. And then of course he was 
kind of finding a rhythm there later in the second half. But that, that is a gl- good Clemson front seven. It is. And Joe Milton was sacked four times. Um, Tennessee's protection wasn't the best tonight. But, again, uh, hats off to, to, to what I think is a very good front seven. And Tennessee still put up over you know 400 yards of total offense. Uh, lastly, Tennessee 31-14 to winner over Clemson. Uh, we kind of transition officially, officially now into the offseason. And I think that's the era that we're in in college football, Brent. You're always going to have to see you know, who's here, who's going to say they're leaving. Uh, transfer portal window is still open. I expect there to be some people that might uh, look into that over the next couple of days. Yeah, we'll see. You know, and, and you know, Josh, <laughs> Josh Heupel was not amused uh, with, with the question he got at his postgame press conference about, you know, making that transition at, at 12.45 in the morning following, you know, celebrating a li- wanting to celebrate a little bit more. But, you know, he acknowledged, hey, you, you're going to have to go back and have conversations with guys, um, you know, which you're going to have. And, and some guys will end up staying. Some guys will end up leaving. You'll be looking for more guys. Austin's already mentioned who's coming in for a visit. And they've got to find some help in, in some areas. I don't think there's any question I think there'll be a run that. all over college football. Oh, no question. Post-bowl. Yeah, we're already seeing it. In, in bowl games that ended earlier this week, you saw guys go in. I mean, I, I wouldn't surprise me if there's some guys making news in the next – you know, 48, 72 hours saying that they're going to do something yeah. around college football. That's just the nature. As soon as this weekend of bowl games are over, other than the semifinals, and if you lose in the semifinal game, there'll probably be some of those guys yeah. announce that they're going in the portal. So you got to manage your roster. you got to figure that out. You should have your plan, you know, in place, kind of what you think you're going to do, finish out some conversations with people, and um, let the players take a couple of weeks off, and then you go back and you reset the clock and you start all over again. And um, this game doesn't it doesn't I mean it doesn't carry a ton of weight I mean we've already seen it we've heard Joey Halsey say quarterback competition's wide open nobody quote won a job tonight did they believe in some more guys based on how they play tonight sure but those guys got to go out and prove themselves starting spring ball Joe Milton 2022 53 of 82 which is 64 percent 971 yards 10 touchdowns no picks again he's improved but he's got to take another step to your point the spring and into the summer heading to August. But you feel a lot better about where you're at because of what he did in four quarters tonight against a quality defense with a game on the line. You feel better about it. There's there's no way yeah, I mean, there's no way to avoid that. Everybody's gonna compare him to Hendon. He's not Hendon. Had Hendon played, I think Tennessee probably wins by two more touchdowns. But again, can he take that step? I, you know, Hendon gradually improved in his time here. A lot of these players have seen development, whether it be quarterbacks or running backs or receivers or whoever. How much can he improve this offseason? Eric, you're right. And here's my lasting thought on Joe as we get as we get out the door and you can wrap it up with, with whatever you got whatever you want to finish it up with. Joe Milton, you leave the field tonight if you're a Tennessee fan going Tennessee can win with Joe Milton. Can, the can, they win a, can they win a national title? No, one quarterback doesn't do that. But I'm saying you leave the field going, you know what, if Joe Milton's our quarterback, we win football games. When he played at Pittsburgh at home two years ago, you walked out of that game going, I'm not sure you, I'm not sure you can win with Joe Milton as your quarterback in this offense. That's the difference, and that's the growth of Joe Milton yep. from the time that he started in this offense to where he's at tonight. And that's, for me, that's how I feel about Joe Milton walking out of here tonight. Well, in, in a lot of ways, he was hand-gifted the job mm-hmm. two years ago. And 
got knocked down, and didn't do what most kids do. Like, I really give them a lot of credit. And I'm telling you, the kids on this team, they got that guy's back. Just as much as they do Hendon's. Now, like, yeah. they, they really respect him the way he handled himself. And the question is, is he going to work the way he's worked this year with Hendon Hooker not being here? Look, Hendon Hooker zoomed in with yeah. him to go over game plan. He was his almost his own extra personal quarterback coach. They yeah. lived together. There's no doubt Hendon Hooker's work ethic rubbed off on Joe and has helped Joe get better. Now it's on Joe to do it. Can Joe, can Joe be mature enough to do that without a roommate that's helped him understand how to work the way he has this past year? You know, I asked uh, Byron Young uh, when we had post-game media a couple minutes ago, I said, um, I called you when you were driving down to Tennessee. That's when Jeremy Pruitt was fired. And I said, are you still coming to Tennessee? He said, hell yeah, I'm still coming. I have bet on myself. I've been to JUCO. I've been working at the Kmart. I'm absolutely going to play SEC football. I don't care who the head coach is. I'm coming to play SEC football. On that day, could you ever imagine you'd be winning the Orange Bowl, winning 11 games, and, and concluding your Tennessee career? And he's like, no. I thought about that earlier on, uh, right after the game. It's, just, it's wild how quickly two years have come and gone and how this whole thing's changed. Credit Josh Heupel. Credit the Tennessee program. Um, that turnaround's been quick, and I, I think again, New Year's Six bowl game, Orange Bowl, Tennessee beat Clemson. Um, you're in a good spot. You're in a really, really good spot. And of course, we'll talk about 2023. We'll talk about that all off season, moving forward. Who's there? Who's not? Um, all that at BallQuest.com. But uh, really, really fun season. It's been a blast, and it ends with a 31 to 14 win over Clemson in the Orange Bowl. Hey, we're going to be back on for the Rocky Top Rewind. That's going to be Sunday night, New Year's night. 8 o'clock on the Volquist YouTube page, so tune in. We'll have more conversation about the Orange Bowl, about Clemson, about what's coming up next, all that and more. That'll be the Rocky Top Rewind with me and Brent Hubbs, Austin Price, and whoever else wants to join. That's coming up tomorrow night, Sunday at 8 o'clock. And one more reminder, $10 until kickoff 2023. I'm letting you know right now, it's the last day right now. So take advantage. It is going to go up. December 31st, if you're not a subscriber to BallQuest.com, $10 until 2023. You need to do that right now because it is going to go up. But for the final time here on this now Saturday morning, Tennessee 31, Clemson 14. Tennessee is the champions of the Capital One Orange Bowl. For Brent Hubbs, Austin Price, I'm Eric Kane. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Plenty of coverage over at BallQuest.com. Go ahead and check it out. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.